Live from the Talking Joe Studios. It's Talking Joe with Chief and Ben. Hey, 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 it's me, the Chief. I'm joined by my buddy. It's me, it's Ben. It's Talking Joe time. Sure is. Episode 18, I believe. It is. Episode 18. We're coming up to the big 20. Big 20 coming up. Is that that's a, it's a milestone, is it, 20? It doesn't feel like it, to be honest with you, Chief. <laughs> Maybe in, general, in general culture, anything that's a, a, a multiple of 10 seems to be celebrated. We're covering issue 53 this week, which is November 1986. And obviously when we get to the end of 1986, I think we've got a year-end review show, which will cover 85 and 86. Wow, so, I feel like we've only just done one of those. Whether or not, well, and because we're doing, oh, we're a little bit behind where we well, no, we did because that last we're one. doing one for every two calendar years of the comic, and because we cover like four issues, so we probably do an award show once every five or six episodes. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm with but you. whether or not we do it next next episode or the one after, we'll we'll, dis- we'll decide that after this in okay. the private company of our of our own <laughs> homes. Um, what have you been up to, mate? So this week, uh, well, this morning I have just put on, I've got a day off today. So this morning I put on a film that I had taped a long time ago on, off the Virgin. DVR. You know, Virgin Media, whatever. I still call it taped. Oh, I wish we were still taping. I really do. VHS, love it, love it. Tracking. Um, uh, Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. Oh, crikey. Yeah, I never really got into those. So is that with Vin Diesel? Yes, so I record, I say, or tape or record or whatever, a lot of generally duff movies because i kind of like crappy movies i remember doing that with dvr you just sort of record anything really correct you? correct and um i'd i'd seen the first one vin diesel and then i think he got booted off and they brought in uh ice cube yeah that's possibly it, yeah. For the second one can't remember any of them but this one is uh, this is maybe a couple of years old and uh, i've just started it I'm about 20 minutes in holy moly this is a big bag of fun Oh, jeez. Really? I thought it would be awful, but I'm actually... Neymar's in it what at the beginning. It? Extreme sports. Vin Diesel doing, like, yeah, there's, chasing there's a, people, there's a, snowboarding. There's a, oh, my... There's a bit at the beginning where he's at the top of this telecom tower in kind of, like, South America or somewhere, and he jumps out with a pair of skis on, and he skis down the mountain. Bear, this is jungle. This is not snow. He skis down the jungle mountain. Ah. Uh, then he switches to a skateboard... Um, oh, I can't. I, it's a real stretch for me to imagine Vin Diesel yes. skiing or skate. It doesn't seem to fit. You, you picture know? him behind uh, the wheel of a fast car. Very much so. Yeah. Or hitting someone with a big wrench. Yeah. I can't imagine what he'd look like on a skateboard. Yeah. It's it's a it's it's more fun than it should be. At the this CG stage. is usually real bad as well. So I'm guessing those scenes don't look great. No, they look good. Really? Look good. I don't think it's CG. None of it. What? What do you mean? I don't think it's CG. I think it's someone actually doing it. Oh, cool. Um, okay. But is obviously I'm only 20 minutes in. There's plenty of time for it to go downhill. You're only 20 minutes in? Yeah. Oh, gee. Well, yeah, I think I'm going to be surprised if you get to the end of that thing and you're not bored senseless. Yeah. It's just I'll mindless, let, Chief. I'll let you know. Oh, uh, what have you been up to? May I've been dipping my toes back into making content. I um I've been like making some videos for Instagram and stuff. Before I had kids, I was really kind of creative and used to make loads of projects, videos and stuff. And then uh I kind of dropped out of it, but I've kind of got my mojo back. So I've started making loads of kind of retro 80s based content. 
I've seen a couple so of those. Uh, they, they, they're very, very uh, professional, very swish. Yeah, well, I, I kind of film them and then I sort of glitch it all down so it's got like a sort of VHS type look, which is strange because these days everyone wants 4K, but I'm going the other way. Yeah, no, I'm impressed. I'm, uh, you know, very good. Yeah, I really do miss uh, VHS as a format and as a kind of renting, going to... I feel like that's, that whole culture is just... Digital has just wiped that out, and I feel like we've lost something. Yeah, I used to Don't work you miss in, browsing? Yeah, I used to work in Blockbuster. And, um, Chief, I did not know that. Really? Best job you ever had, surely. Um, good bants? Yes, good Recommending bands with, with stuff. My, my buddy Parky, we used to uh, it's like clerks stick. Yes, it was. We used to stick on a movie and on evening shifts and just you know watch that. And uh, so this was an official blockbuster. That's this was awesome. an official blockbuster. That was uh, during uh, when I was Which, a student the first time round. Was this Guildford? Uh, this was in Frimley. I was when I was at uh, uni in um, Surrey Uni, and it was, was in Frimley, Frimley Green, in fact, where the talk to me about the size the of the darts. store and how many of you were working there at one time. Generally, two or three. Good. Generally, two. Okay. Uh, size of store, not a massive one. Not a massive one. Uh, probably okay. a, a down the smaller end of the store, um, but it and not massively busy, which was good because there was a lot of times. Actually, when there was three of us, me, Parky, and Bill. We used to play blockbuster cricket in the shop, so we would one would be down one end, uh, and we had these foam balls, and one would be down the other end, and you had a big like poster tube, uh, yes. which was your bat. Someone's bowling it, and you had to see how many uh, titles you could knock off the shelves. That's awesome. Yeah, that's how busy it was. How long were you? What sort of stint did you put in there then? Normally like uh, six pm till ten pm, something like but that. But overall, a couple of years or? Uh, yeah, probably probably eighteen months to two years. Yeah. God, I think that's my dream job. Well, I we dream also big. we also worked, which was good jobs we had at different venues. I must say, we both worked at Odeon Cinema. Oh, that was the best job I've ever had! Amazing. Yeah. So, did you get any sweet hookups with Blockbuster? Did you used to take loads of the posters and stuff like that, or were they pretty tight on that? No, no, used to we take take what we could. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. did you get to choose what films you put on? Absolutely. On the TVs, or did Absolutely. you have to like run trailers or? No, no, we we choose what we put on. Don't you sometimes you wish you were still back at old Blockbuster? Oh, definitely, definitely. Would not bit, support a wife, a mortgage and a child, but... That's the problem. But I do tell the young people all the time that crappy jobs when you're young, they can be a blast. Absolutely. It should be social. You know, Odeon was like 50 people working there, all from different walks of life, yep. from different countries. It was so good. So yep. what were you? You were Guildford. I was Bournemouth. Yeah. Yeah. Were you there at the stage when they started implementing on your name badge your name plus your favourite movie? No, I I had a I was living pre. with a mate who worked at UCI and they did that there. Okay, yeah, we had that and the, basically they all stitched me up. They put like Kindergarten Cop or It's a bloody good film though. It's a good ironically. film actually, so it's not really a stitch up, <laughs> but then I like you know, I was like, Oh, I'll get a replacement or I'd say I lost my badge. I'd put the order in and they'd go and change the order form. And put some in, you know, some real junk movie. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing is, I think you, it was a bit more work, Odeon. I imagine Blockbuster was way more chilled. Because even when a Blockbuster is busy, I mean, what, you know, you just, what yeah. are they doing? Just I did at movies. one shift when I was doing like a 5.30pm till midnight or whatever shift at the Odeon. Um, there was several occasions on a quiet 
uh, weekday evening where I did actually go in and watch a whole movie. Oh, yeah, I used to do that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what the weekday shifts were for, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I reminisce. Yeah. Good times. I think, uh, hey, are you going to go and see Captain Marvel? No. It's, it's set in the 90s, and I, I thought in the trailer, I thought it was very good how they made you know that it pans down on this absolutely ginormous blockbuster right okay and you're like it's pretty I don't 90s think even, I, don't, I might have seen the trailer not sure yeah i mean I, I've, I've kind of stopped going to see comic book films at the cinema i'm just sort of watching them when they come you know yeah. out to rent but uh yes yeah, um, because right. what's yeah i haven't seen the last what was the last it made a truck ton of money did it didn't it Aquaman? Over, it over. Well, I think. Didn't Aquaman end up being DC's biggest movie? Yeah, how funny is that? It's crazy. And I haven't seen Captain Marvel. No interest. I've got no interest in that Shazam nonsense. Oh God, no, that no, looks no. Awful. I don't. I don't really understand what that is. But I think you would. Um, from what I've read, I mean, I don't think I watch it. But I think you'd like Aquaman. It's meant to be bonkers, right? Quite sort of bonkers. Apparently, is that out yet to stream or anything? Um, next Monday, I think that okay. comes out. Right. I think it's just um, there's there's no kind of normal reality in it. It's just right. in their Atlantis or wherever he is. It's okay. just mental. Yeah. Anyway. Who the heck's been grinding your gears this week, Chief? Well, this one, uh, I think you and the general populace who listen to this show will agree with me on this one. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'll give you a bit of backstory first. I, on Saturday, I popped into Croydon. Uh, just to, I had to go into Lush Croydon to... Crusher. I had to go into Lush to stock up some Crikey. Make sure you read the labels. Because, mainly because the missus has been using my shower scrub that I bought last time and my pot emptied a lot quicker than normal, so I had to go in and restock. So um, expensive in there. Yeah. And... I went to the comic shop to pick up a few bits and I went somewhere else to do something. Anyway, oh yeah, I went to the fruit and veg market. Mm, uh, nice. Yeah, I had like uh, half a kilogram of blueberries for a quid. I mean, you're not going to get that in Sainsbury. Yeah. you like on the... three quid in Sainsbury. Man, they, those will go right through you. I made a blueberry and oat cake. Oh, delicious. Very nice. Anyway, so I popped into the comic shop, uh, parked my bike up outside, locked it up, come back outside. I was only gone five minutes. Uh, bicycle helmet stolen. Oh, for God's sake! Stolen. Yeah, I mean, bike. so that, that basically that was grinding grinds. my gears. Scummy thieves. It's it's difficult with a helmet because what do you do? You well, lock, normally do you sort of make it part of the lock as norm- you thread well, it through. Normally, no, because I normally take it with me wherever okay. I lock the bike up, and I either strap it onto my clip it onto my rucksack or just hold it out there. And this one, I thought I'm only popping in quickly, plonked it on the handlebars. Uh, yeah, busy Saturday afternoon, you know. Some chancers come along, tried his luck. Oh, look, this handle, this is not strapped on. I love that. Absolute scumbag. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing Fuming. you can do about that. It, was a, so. it wasn't a cheap one either. You know, it was like 40 nicker. Well, you've got to look after your, you know, noggin. Lesson there. If you're walking down the street and yep. you see someone cool as a cucumber, they just they literally don't even stop. They walk past the bike. They just yoink. They take yep. it. What do you do? Do you, if, do you if go you're, police if you're academy, just, citizens on patrol? Oh, so you're just a general passerby. You're not the owner. Because we should so all what look if out I, what for if, each other, shouldn't we? Well, what if, I, what if me, what if I'd have come out of Forbidden Planet and the bike's like five yards away and I see someone grabbing my helmet, what do I do? Exactly. Do I tackle can, him to the ground? Be, do I get stabbed up? Asked? Lots of lots of stabbings in Croydon. Stabbed up? I don't, wow. want, to get, I don't want to get stabbed up from, from a bicycle helmet. 
I but know, at the same token, I'm... I want to smash this guy around with my bicycle helmet in to... his face. What I'm trying to get at is I, I feel like we've lost a kind of civic, you know, I feel like back in the, the day, everyone kind of looked out for each other a bit more. I'll tell you and what, there was, there was uh, sense of police togetherness. is it Police Academy 4 you mentioned, Citizens on Patrol, good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. I don't know if it is, four, I don't know, I get so confused. I check out after five Miami Beach. Uh, assignment five? Miami Beach. Yeah, that's the last that's one. That's five, I think. Mission I to think... Moscow, six maybe. I bet that, but then I, I was about to say, then they started getting silly. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, one and two are fantastic. In fact, yeah. one, two, three, four, and five are all good. Yeah. God, I used to watch those a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, but so what yeah, I'm saying is, well, I feel we've like we've lost the art. We've lost the art of watching your brother's back. Yeah, but yeah, totally, totally. Because I feel like what you were saying then is quite a nice story. You're out there. You're getting your fruit and your veg from the market. You're going yeah. to your local. You're, sort of, you're, you're part of your local community, which is awesome. And that's kind of how it should be. But then you've done all those nice things, yeah. supported your local community, or yes. Croydon, and then uh, they've uh, you know stolen your hat. Someone doesn't give to <laughs> flying Stole Fs. your lid. Yeah. Stole my lid. Have you, have you replaced it? I mean, it's, you've got a crikey cycling no, helmet. Is so I actually cycled today. I did cycle down to the post office today because uh, I had a big shipment of Daredevil comics coming in from the uh, USA. <laughs> <laughs> so I cycled down there, and that's well. And well, actually, you get my, them my, my to the post office. My, do you? No, no, my post office is about a five minute walk away. That's but this, handy. This came up by a parcel force, and it was signed delivery, and no one was in yesterday. So yeah. when it arrived, one of those little flyers through the door, you got to collect it. But they didn't drop it off at my local five minute walk post office. They delivered it to Hackbridge, which is about a ten minute cycle. Chumps. So I had to, I popped down there this morning. Uh, but uh, hatless, so I was concerned that part of that journey. But maybe this afternoon I will pop into um, somewhere JD 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 Sports or whatever it's called. Pick yeah, you got to get yourself a lid. Yes, yes. Defo. Right, my uh, friend. Right, shall we uh, talk about some GI Joe comics? For sure. Love it. So on the on the slab on the slate this week we've got the issue, slab. We've got issue fifty-three of the regular series. And we've got issues two, three, and four of special missions. Right, so 53 here. We have got Snake Eyes holding up his Uzi. And it's almost like an anniversary style issue because around the outside you've got loads of Marvel characters. Okay, because I, I was going to say, what's going on with this cover? Because i got nothing. Right. i just got Snake Eyes. And really? He's not, even, he's not even in the issue. I was like, this is weird. Okay. So, so around the got, outside, I've got, got nothing. You've got a trade cover. That is very interesting. So It's I'm, really dull. I'm going to post this cover up because also uh, friends of the show, Peter Seddon, uh, actually got this a cover recreation of this done by... I forget who it was. He's, he's going to kill me. Anyway, I forget who the artist was. Um, but he had a recreation done this cover. So I'll post up the actual cover. So and it's a good cover, is it? Done. Um, like you said, it's 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 just a static image. But what I like, oh, I think it was Roger Langridge who did the recreation. So who you got He's on the an amazing artist. So I've got uh, pictures of Thor, Human Torch, Mister Fantastic, Hulk, oh, awesome, uh, Power Man, Iron Fist, uh, Vision, Scarlet Witch, Daredevil. There's the X Men. So what down is it an there. anniversary of? Um, no, I uh, Marvel Marvel twenty fifth anniversary. Top left hand corner, Marvel. It says Marvel twenty fifth. Oh, I haven't got any of that. Okay, I, I thought something was... I was like, this is a very strange cover. All right, well, check it out when I post it up there. Um, this I is, will. This is from November 1986. This is Larry Harmer, Rod Wiggum pencils, Andy Mazinski inks, George Russo's colours, and Joe Rosen is on letters. 
and it's called Pitfall. Yeah, because the pit is shut. The pit is, yeah, because obviously at the end of the last issue, G.I. Joe's been shut down. It certainly has. Here we've got some of the um, high up ranking dudes. Pen pushers. Uh, pen pushers. Blotter jockers. Well, they're not. Well, Desk as the, jockeys. As the, as the, I like that. As the issue pans out, it turns out they're not really. They, you know, they are. Um, no, I like that. That was the, that was the, the classic trope of, you know, you yeah. have the pen pusher, but they yeah. come good. Yeah, so you've got uh, General Hollingsworth, you've got General Ryan, you've got Hawk, and you've got some other guy whose name escapes me. Uh, but anyway, they're down in the pit. They're about to decommission it. Um, but unbeknownst to them, Cobra are launching under Serpentor's new leadership. They're launching a covert attack on the pit. Yes. I mean, yeah. that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. I recognise this from one of the cartoons. They take really? this storyline with the with the BATs. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. Kind they, of, they send um, they send they they infiltrate through the through the air ducts, don't they? Into well, the place. Yeah. In the it's actually in Arise Serpentor Arise. It's how the film starts without Serpentor and Cobra Commander makes a real hash of this. Right. And uh, that's when all the top dogs are like. Right, He's starting to panic a bit, you. Cobra Commander, isn't he? Yeah, about Serpentor, you know, usurping leadership. We saw that at the end of the last one. Yeah, so he goes, he wants to get involved, doesn't he, Cobra Commander, in this issue? He wants to lead the troops almost and, you know, be the flag bearer, the the guy who's on the ground doing it. Bit I I, I like early on, you actually see Beachhead here unmasked because I don't know, do you ever see him without his balaclava on? Well, this is the first time I've ever, no, this is the first time I've seen him. He's, um, um, he's He's having an arm wrestle with Levenek. Yeah, they're all a bit sort of bored, aren't they, up top? I like the way Spirit's just chucking tomahawks <laughs> a picture of cover commander on the wall yeah love it <laughs> i i like this issue i didn't think serpentor had much dialogue or much to say not really in it much is he no i thought he would have had a few more zings or yeah yeah but really know, cool fine. bit really cool bit i like where uh you mentioned the bats and they just literally drop them down some access tunnels uh, yeah and they're all just literally falling down however many terminate terminate sma- smashing on the ground falling the still pits. going yeah head sort of a jar legs broken still going still shooting yeah um, at the moment the only guys in the pit are literally our four hawk and, and the three the generals uh, yeah how good is that panel where the the general with the pipe is, uh, he's draped in ammo yeah. and he's got his massive and he's kind of just grinning. Oh, that's where they, as he, that's, that's the as bit where, down. This, this is the bit where Harmer, again, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work, where he is telling everyone what weapons everyone's got. So yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah. So you've got, got uh, General Ryan, I think it is, I've got the law, rocket grenades, satchels, charges and claymore mines. I've got the M16 with built-in M203 40mm grenade launcher. And then uh, General Hollingsworth, go for it. I'll lay down cover with the M60. And like you say, he's literally Rambo, John J. Rambo style. Yeah, just feeding it in. Yeah, love it. (laughs) So good. My favourite part of all this is um, all the Flint stuff and the eels. Well, Flint's kind of stays a bit of centre stage here, doesn't he? Because he's been, you know, had some action before, especially on the... Issues at the Arbco Circus where he's fighting Tomax and Zaymot on top of the roller coaster. Yeah, because he's here high again. Up. He's about third, fourth in command. Here again, he's you know showing that he's he's good at the fisticuffs because well, he's shining on to Lady J, isn't he? he? He's shining on to Lady J. She pulls him into the bush. He thinks his his luck's in. Action's going to pick up. His but hair the action is that, like oil. The action that picks up is actually him taking on about twenty eels in hand to hand combat while she goes to get help. Yeah, so, that is badass when is he just out of is he drink. just you know is he just kind of trying to 
prove how macho he is to Lady J or is he actually taking one for the team here? I don't remember him being a kind of, uh, what's the word? I think he's a good guy. So right. I don't remember him being sleazy or kind of anything like that. Yeah. He's a, Flint is a ruddy hero. He takes a few shots, doesn't he, with the eels? He gets banged up. I oh, gets he mega banged up. Like you say, when he comes back, there's one eel who's left to finish him off with a knife. And then uh, Flint takes him out and then he kind of picks up a gun and a knife and he's all battered and bruised and bloody. He's taken one. How, um, what's the deal with how they actually blow up the pit? Oh, no, no, that's it. So now we get into the sacrifice. Basically, the the desk suckers, yep. they start sacrificing themselves one by one. Yeah, so you've got so you've got Hollins. They, they basically, there's a back, Cobra Commander and Destro. They've strapped one of these BATs with loads of plastic explosives and uh, sent it down the stairwell and then... One, he's like one straight shot and you know the whole thing's going to go blow up so Hollinsworth like you say leaps up the stairs rugby tackles this BAT holds it to the ground where the others can get free uh, yes they lock themselves no it's not Hollinsworth who is it it's uh, Admiral Dyson yeah. basically yeah rugby tackles this dude and then there's a cool scene of the bats kind of got him above his they've locked themselves away the bats he's over worried him he's over worried him above his shoulders he's about to gorilla press slam him and uh, Hollinsworth Boom, hits that uh, detonator. Yeah, I disagree with this statement there. He's like, if you hit a detonator hard enough, it'll either break or go off. Uh, what do you yeah. mean you disagree with that? How do you know? If you hit a detonator, I mean, it literally, he's literally just pushing the button. I thought he was trying to set it off. Hmm, yeah. Either know. way, either way, he's he goes dead. up, and they think that the Cobra Commander and Destro think that they've got Hawks, so yeah, they're well because, chuffed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um... But yeah, but I mean, what's his name thinks he's stolen his thunder by being a hero. Yeah, he's not happy that someone else has sacrificed himself. Yeah. So it's kind of a game of one-upmanship. But he gets his, he gets his in the end because he, well, he actually nukes the whole pit, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, because now Destro and Cobra Commander have found the Joes. There's a little bit of firefighting going on. Um, there's up a big, top. There's a big uh, no up top and downstairs that yeah. you know. Hawk and General Ryan and Hollingsworth uh, pitched battle now with Cobra Commander and Destro, and some big, some big uh, piece of machinery's fallen on General Ryan, and he's got like the detonator in his hand. Uh, yeah, all the others escape, and he's like, "Ha! Admiral Dyson thought he had me outdone. I'll show him." As he, as he <laughs> just s- destroys the pit. As he destroys the pit. Yeah, that's a really cool explosion. It reminds me of the beginning of like the Avengers. It kind of sinks in. Oh, the whole really cool. yeah, or like you know, when the the thing blows up in Dark Knight, the yes. stadium. Kind yeah, of thing. Um, it falls into itself. It's a bit I kind sort of, of like how it bit, ends this one. It's a bit kind of quick at the end because there were obviously there were more cobras. Surely there were more cobras on site here, but all we really saw was the eels. We saw a little bit of the dreadnoks, tiny bit of Serpentor, and then you see the dreadnoks escaping in a van. So was it's it literally just a, in there. was it just a covert strike? It wasn't no, the whole of Cobra, was it? Felt to me at the beginning that this was like they're, they're like, oh okay, they're going for it. Yeah. But it didn't really pan out like that. But what I like at the end is how they reinstate G.I. Joe. Yeah. But they're gonna be kind of a mobile unit. Yeah, this is good. So their suspension lasted one issue. But yeah. Hollinsworth, real cool panels there. Those last two where Hawk and Hollinsworth are standing over the rubble. Then you close up and he goes, you're right, Hawk. In fact, the Joes are off suspension. As of this minute, you're back in command. You'll be a nomad unit, always on the move with no home base to be a vulnerable target. When can you get mobilized? Right now, sir. Yeah, so, that's nice. So, yeah. It's They're a, back. It's kind of, it's a change. You know, this is marking a turning point. You know, we had the previous turning point where Serpentor 
arrived and that was marking out you know um divisions within cobra and new dynamics going on and now this yeah. is yet another change where there's no pit you know yeah and what what's what's that going to mean for the gi joes well we'll find out next That's episode I mean, it, because there's a truckload of them so i'm i because i i don't know but um yeah i'm excited yeah cool yo joe cobra my friend i gotta give it an eight i think i mean cool. i was i was wavering on a high seven um but i think i'm gonna go eight it's gonna be a low eight for me yeah i'll go seven it was fine um um right so we're moving on to some special moving missions. on to special missions you had mentioned very briefly that you potentially weren't feeling these um uh, i also uh got some feedback that other people you know special missions weren't their bag i potentially really like these so let's see how this shakes out okay special missions issue two we've got a great uh, cover here mike zek cover you've got Recondo. Uh, roadblock and clutch on the front engaged in a massive firefight yeah that is a heck of a cover it's a great cover <laughs> i mean that gets you pumped for reading it yeah. for sure this is Decem- carnage december 19 december 1986 so Merry the Christmas. synopsis here is there's two kind of parts to this story going on at the same time first of all in greenland you've got uh i think it's alpine airtight breaker and snow job they're going to investigate a ww2 bomber which is kind of on an ice shelf in Greenland, and it's got some nerve toxin bomb kind of thing on it. Good setup. Good setup. Meanwhile, there's another group of guys, which is like I just mentioned, Roadblock, Clutch, uh, Recondo, and I think Dial Tone's there as well. They're in Argentina, because why are they there? They're trying to track down some Nazi war criminal, Dr. Dude, who apparently he was part of this bomber mission, and he knows how to safely defuse this nerve toxin. Yeah. So they're trying to cut a deal with him, to to get the you know how how to defuse this bomb safely yeah i wish i mean if it was explained that quickly in the actual comic i'd have been <laughs> right. down with it it's just no? oh jeez i i really like the way so this unfolds much dialogue and it's so heavy it just didn't feel like a gi joe comic to me right. at all but then i realized well effectively this is meant to be a new brand of gi joe isn't it so yeah they're gonna make it feel different it's unsaddled it's unsaddled by all the soap opera uh of the regular series you've got your joes in there but they didn't necessarily need to be joes they could have just been normal military guys i guess but having them as joes does make it better obviously because we know them and uh, yeah just way too much dialogue for me i think chief okay. up front and well, actually, to be frank, a little bit confused. I just didn't feel the need for the other. I I was on board with the storyline with, with uh, Snowjob and those guys. Yes, it just felt more GI Joe, and it's just the other stuff seems so heavy. Cobra vi- visually very Cobra pop along in Greenland. Don't they? Fireflies leading some his tanks, and yeah. then you get sort of sort of pitch battle. That's kind of your standardish, you know. Yeah, set up with no, I could have had a whole complex. issue about that though. I mean, uh, they're shooting at the plane. Good, good tense action stuff there, and I know what you mean. Where it gets a bit heavier because these guys in Argentina, they've come across some um, sort of like almost freedom fighters, haven't they, in the jungle? And yeah. they've been trying to track down this uh, doctor and trying to you know basically kill him, put put an end to him for. Uh, the horrors that he was a part of as part of Nazi Germany. Um, the Joes, obviously, they don't want him killed because they want to make a deal with him. Effectively, they're going to offer him sanctuary or asylum in you know return for how he's going to help defuse the bomb. And yeah. it's it's almost like uh, 
you know, they, they, the the freedom fighters in the jungle actually end up tying up the Joes, don't they? Because they don't want them to cut a deal. But Ricondo slips out, and uh, well, Ricondo gets knocked out by roadblock. He, he? he break well. He breaks in. Yeah, he gets knocked out because uh, he wants to, you know, uh, get get in there, um, and he gets knocked out. But then in the night, he slips away, doesn't he? And he makes it into this, yeah. this compound where the the doctor is, and then you get another twist. To, to add even more to it, where it turns out that the Doctor was part of two bombers. Two, two planes. Two planes. Yeah. Uh, he was in um, the... He was piloting the one that had the nerve toxin, claimed he had some sort of fault. Uh, he landed, the other German plane landed. The other German plane was carrying gold bullion. He killed all the other Germans, jumped in the plane with the gold and flew off. So yeah, it's he's too a double scumbag. Chief. It's too ambitious, I think. I do admire what they're going for, but it could just be any kind of... St- military comic it just i just didn't in all honesty i just didn't get it to be honest with you okay i just did not i couldn't get on board and when it cut back to the gi joe thing i felt like it was just a completely separate right because in the in the uh, end they don't actually so need him because dialogue. the the a stray bullet sets off the nerve toxin doesn't it and that goes up and so they don't actually need this nazi doctor anymore um and they leave him with the fellow Germans in the compound who are now, and they aware, off him, who are now they? aware that he killed their buddies back in WWE too. So effectively, the other Germans kill him. What about I those other like... Germans though? Are they are they not also war criminals? I don't know. They're... But yeah, I so you're like saying too heavy, going... too heavy. Look, I, I, let's just keep it to this issue. I just didn't just didn't like it. Too heavy, way too much dialogue. I don't mind dialogue. That makes me sound like a, an idiot. But I just some of the pages were just like geez okay and it's just strayed a little bit too far away from my kind of core gi joe sensibilities i guess okay so um what's your yo joeage on this then five 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 i mean i'll never i'll never read it again okay i mean for me um, it's a high seven okay i wow. even contemplated an eight some of the art's gorgeous i really like it i just like the the change of you know i obviously the main series is amazing um and yeah, I mean, this is worlds apart from this the last worlds issue apart we just because read. this is trying to be a military war comic, you know. Yeah, it very and much is. I kind of like. Maybe it's just because yeah, I've had so much of the original in. series, and now there's this. So, but you, I remember that first um, special missions. You've got it ranked as your number ten story of all time. Yeah, but I just don't think they're and comparable. You think this it is, was very this linear. Is so different to that, do you? Mm, I don't think it's so different. I just think that it was a nice linear. It felt like one thing. I just didn't okay. like that other. So what you're saying that, is the 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 craft the, the 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 way the story is told here. It's too ambitious. Right. You can't squeeze it in, and you'll see what I mean in the next two issues as well. Okay, I think um, I'll give it a seven. Right. So next one we've got is uh, Special Missions Three. Cover yeah. here is a kind of sort of a bus truck thing with Joe's in again pitched firefight. It's okay. Yeah, it's not. I'm not so keen on the colour in here. It's not spectacularly drawn. Yeah, and the co- uh, I just very quick shout out to the the crew behind uh, that special missions too. We have got script Larry Harmer, Herb Trimpe is pencils uh, and inks, uh, Bob Sherine is colours, and Phil Felix is letters. And for this one, the team is exactly the same. Although I felt the colours really let this issue down myself, uh, but. I didn't have any issue with the colours, but there's a lot of um. Well, hey, oh, okay. dude, we've got Leatherneck on the on the on the cover. Yeah, yeah. One of my first figures that I ever bought. Yeah. Um. So he features in the next one as well. So the synopsis yeah. here is. Oh, try it, Chief. We're in, it's quite simple, isn't it? We're in the Middle East. 
uh, there's a Joe team there and they have got a mission. They've got Slipstream as part of the mission and what they need to do is get him onto this secret covert base so that he can steal a Russian Yak-36 VTOL plane and take it home. Again, <laughs> I felt like that's beautiful. Give it, give it to me, set it up like that. Again, just so much dialogue. Just didn't think. I was like these little vignettes. I get what they're trying to do. Yeah. But I was like, I feel like this, the missions that they could be on could be better than this. Yeah. So, it's just so, no, again, it's just a military comic. No Cobra involvement here. Um, Which isn't my problem. About I, I do want to make clear that I don't need Cobra to have a good right. G.I. Joe comic. Yep. It, it really it isn't that. It's just the type of stories that they're trying to tell. Yeah. And there's, anyway. you, you get another character in here. So Colonel Sharif is the bad guy, effectively, and he's been hiring kind of washed-up US... They're almost mercenaries, fighter jocks, to fly fly his planes and one of them is a guy called Deke who Deke, yeah. he's been a POW he got shot down as a veteran he got shot down spent three years in a POW camp and he's he's been liaising with the Joes they uh, the bad guys capture him they torture him and he kind of sells out the Joes doesn't he it's like a, it's a yeah. redemption story so he sells out the Joes so the the bad guys go to capture him and then in the end he comes good by sacrificing himself to let the Joes escape yeah how do you feel about Leatherneck yeah I like Leatherneck do you yeah, yeah, he's good, yeah. He's quite a uh, <clears throat> sort of hard, sort of bit of a miserable character, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a hard ass. Doesn't tolerate fools, he's not got a lot no. of patience. Yeah. Um, I like the scene where they're in the garage and they're kind of tooling up this, this camp, mini camper van. They're putting Kevlar on the seats, they're putting um, you know reinforced steel in the engine block yeah. and yeah. making it, uh, putting self-sealing foam tyres in because they know they're, they've got a break into this uh enemy airfield or whatever and they know there's going to be seat resistance there's i mean i you know i'll be honest i just was not i was struggling right. big time with this one again felt very similar to that last issue i just couldn't get on board with what they were trying to achieve okay with the types of special missions yeah. that they're going on i mean they get um, they get slipstream into this plane and the joes are trying to escape we've met slipstream before haven't we yeah we've met slipstream before yeah he was on the assault on springfield i think uh, possibly, oh, does possibly does he come earlier. with a vehicle slipstream? Yeah, he comes with the X-30 Conquest. Ah, yeah. It's the okay. one with the reverse, the, you yes. know, the, the, yeah. the fins that point the wrong way. Yeah, he featured heavy in the car too. Um, he's actually going to feature, because I actually read the wrong issue here. I read issue f- Oh, really? I read issue five by accident. Um, oh, how? Thinking it was issue four, oh. um, just didn't look. So I did go back and read four, so don't worry, I can cover that next. But um, I know he uh, slipstream features heavily in issue five, uh, which I think you'll like. I think you'll like issue five, so there's a there's a reason to carry on. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. Well, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So the Joes are escaping. Um, uh, Colonel Sharif has unveiled some Stinger missiles, and they're about to shoot them down. And Deke basically has got into a plane. He's made his way to the airfield, got into a plane, and he's suicide bombed into these missiles, so the Joes can escape. Chief, I think I figured it out. What I don't like about these last two issues it's the it's the dialogue and the writing. Okay. I think is my main issue because it's not the setups are, are, are fine. Yeah. Um, I just think maybe they could be a little bit more fun. Um, this issue is called burnout, by the way. So maybe you're suffering burnout. Burnout. No, it's also, you know, we went from, you know, when, when you go from the main storyline and then over to these, it's a change of pace, isn't it? It's yeah. different. They are different and that should be applauded. It's like they're not just going to release special missions and not make them kind of different it's good that they're attempting to do something and there's loads of these to come yeah so 
I'm not saying I'm down on all of them. As as okay. you said, I really liked Special Missions one. Just did not like two and three. Right. And you're giving it a five. <laughs> I am, Chief. I'm giving it a seven. So both your fives for both of yours. Uh, right, I'm giving it a seven. Uh, next one is issue four. It's called No Holds Barred. Cover is Lifeline, who we've not yes, seen before. Yes, big fan of Lifeline. That's quite, to, I don't know why, that's quite an iconic cover to me. When I think of special missions... He's basically, <clears> just to let people I know... I usually think of that. He's upside down in a tree, it's, uh, caught up in his parachute um, harness while the, yeah. while the October Guard are walking through the jungle below him. When I think of special missions, I always think of that cover. Always. Right. I don't know why. It just I, it just sticks out to me. Okay. So what's happening yeah. here? Uh, the guys are in Southeast Asia. It's simple. Um, they have managed to... Again, I think Slipstream was in this one. That Slipstream has lured out a fire bat from one of the Cobra Terradromes. This is all off-panel. You don't see this. And they've captured... The, they've shot it down. They've captured the fire bat. Um, they've got it in the back of one of their... Like, is, is it whatever the plane is, and they're taking it back to HQ. Yeah, Lifeline's trying and to sort of open it up. He's trying to open it up. Uh, great uh, opening uh, page here where they, you know, they've they're been shot down by the October Guard. So, yeah, they get shot down by the October Guard. Um, then there's a race uh, in the jungle. To find the black box. Because the Joes have had to bail out of their um, aircraft. There's a race to, to get the black box, and they encounter some river pirates along the way. At Lifeline basically getting bullied effectively by Leatherneck yeah. the entire issue. Yeah. So here we got on the on, Savage. On, on mission we've got Leatherneck, Lifeline, Roblox and Wild Bill. Uh yeah. and like you say, this is you know, Lifeline refuses to engage in return fire with the October Guard, he won't pick up a weapon. Um also there's a tiger in the jungle, they're about to shoot it and he says, No, don't shoot the tiger, he'll just go on his way. Basically it's the pacifist versus yeah. the, the meathead. It's a good trope. I mean, I, I and liked then, it. Obviously, there's a twist at the end where Lifeline turns out to be a black belt in Aikido. Aikido, yeah, which is very... It's all defensive, isn't it? Correct. You're taking the other person's moves against them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I, I liked all of this issue. Didn't like the River Pirate bit. April, like, this is April, nine, is this? April 1987, by the way. And I think it's a uh, slightly different crew. Uh, Harma and Trimpe, script and pencils and inks. Roussos is on colours and Joe Rosen's on letters. See, this... This looks so much better than the previous issue to me. Um, so I think the, the color, uh, Roussos is a much better colorist than the previous guy. No offense to the other guy. Um, and the ink seems so much tighter. And I, I thought this looked really good. Uh, yeah, it does look really fantastic. good. Sometimes, though, don't you think with the color palette is to do with the setting of the story? And, and you might just be more inclined to yeah, yep. this, ty- this type of palette. Yeah, yeah, I think um, that's, that's true. It was quite. There was a, there's a real hard greens in that last one. There's a real cool bit here where the October Guard have shot down the Joe's plane, and one of them, I forget who it is, has got an RPG and he can't fire it from the inside the plane. So he's actually he's in free fall and he's got this yeah. RPG on his shoulder and he fires it at the uh, the Hind D October Guard helicopter quality. Yeah, I love that. This is dude. I love this. It's linear. I was like simple. Yep. Both go, you know, it felt like a special mission. I've, I've, tr- I've, I've now nailed it down. You like big assault uh, style stories and also simple storytelling. I, yeah, <laughs> I am not simple, but I but do like in your, linear. In your movies, you quite like, do you, you like a bit sort of twisty, oddball stuff? Or do you still like linear stuff when you're looking at movies? Well, do you like stuff with, like... With a single issue, it's a lot to pack what's in. What's that Comics. DiCaprio, Graham no, not Graham Nolan, uh, Christopher Nolan movie? The uh, real weird one, in, in the dreams and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, Inception, yeah, you big like that? fan. Yeah, big fan. See, that's, that's I, uh, completely, you know, all over the show. Yeah, but it's the medium. Right. It, if, if, if you've got four issues, okay. yeah, jump around a bit. Right. 
you know, a comic issue, they're very, very short. You've got a limited amount of pa- what's the What's the page count, Chief, on your average About 22. G.I. Joe comic? Yeah, 22. Crikey, that's nothing. Okay. So when you're trying to skip between pretty, like, heavy stuff, lots of dialogue, I don't know. It's diff- it's di- I think it's difficult I'd, to achieve I'm, where you can have a lot more fun if you just keep it linear. I'm kind of with you. I, I kind of prefer that linear stuff in a comic book format. Um, so, yeah, anyway, but this is, yeah, they've, they've downed it. There's a race to get to the black box. And like you say, at one point, they these river pirates, I don't, I quite like the river pirates. I thought it was a bit kooky, a bit fun. All female river pirates come down. They capture the Joes and the October Guard. And they make them fight one-on-one. Uh, yes. And you see a previous fight happening one guy loses and the queen of the river pirates literally just shoots this guy dead because he lost yeah and what does lifeline do that's so controversial at the end he actually just he gives up the box well he 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 has he to save the october guard he gets in he draws they draw in straws and horror show has drawn the short straw uh for the october guard lifeline's drawn the straw for the joe team they've got to fight one-on-one and there's some crazy scenes here where he's literally throwing horror show around there's one scene one panel where a horror show is literally his body is completely stiff in a straight line and his head has gone straight into oh like yeah a that's mast, a great one a pirate ship mast um that is and comedy. then yeah he wins and she's told him here's a gun finish him off and he won't do it and the pirate queen is like, I like you're life, fighting man. you know over this black box and he's basically said take this black box to the cobra consulate in um new york city yeah and they'll they'll give you some good cash and they'll give you cash um now they get banged up pretty bad, the Joes, in this, don't they? Yeah. And Lifeline's sort of really taking care of it, but they're not really... Yeah. They're not feeding him still. And in the end, she just drops his black boxes over the side of the ship, doesn't she, into oh, the yeah. river as an offering yeah. to the, the river gods. But I think uh, Leatherhead has come round a little bit to Lifeline, hasn't he? A little bit, yeah. Do you like it when he's giving... Lifeline's giving um, Leatherneck a piggyback and he's, yeah. just, he's just shooting. He's like, he's like, if you're not going to fire a weapon, load up my weapon so at least I can return fire. Yeah. And he doesn't, he just picks him up and they run. It's a good trope. I, I like it. I like that. You know, you, you, the the medic in in kind of war films is often like a pacifist and yeah. just wants to help out. Lifeline's a good character. I like him. Uh, it's another seven for me. Yeah, I'm going up to a seven, Chief. Okay. I'm up to a seven. Very good. Very good. But it would have got an eight if it wasn't for those pesky river pirates. Okay. Just didn't like the way they were drawn or their look. Right. Okay. Well, that, that kind yeah. of wraps up the Joe talk for this episode uh, i have got a question for you because now it's time for chief fest ben a question chief fest ben a question what'll he say what'll he do when chief asks ben a question what's your fave we can limit this just to episode four if you want uh, or we can open it up to all the movies but what is your favorite uh looking alien from star wars Oh, my word. Like, I was initially thinking the Cantina. Cantina or Jabba's Palace, uh, isn't or it? Or Jabba's I mean... Palace as your main two areas to look from. But if you want to extend it out to f- further ones. Favourite alien. You don't have to name the, the, the race or whatever. You know, you can just give me a visual. Uh... Yeah, I'm a big fan of, um, is it Riyiz? Okay, uh, the guy with three eyes, yeah. Yes, but what's his race? I forget. I should know that. Um, don't know. And also, he doesn't feature in the, That's a... Jabba's Palace guy. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I was originally yeah. thinking uh, episode also, four. Also, like but I'm all, everyone to... in the Max Rebo band as well. Yeah. But yeah, there's some... Uh... Uh, Riyiz is a gran, G-R-A-N. Ah, okay. Okay, fine. Who's your fave? Uh, tough one. I... <sighs> I love Jabba's Palace so much. Yeah, Jabba's Palace is cool. Um, I've got a big soft spot for um, the... What are they called? Not... Bims, uh, whatever the uh, Fig Randan and his band. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Twi'lek. Uh, no. Not Twi'leks. Um, I know that, yeah. Sorry, I do know those guys. They've got the big, yeah. the big head with the big black eyes. Can't, yeah, there's a lot of crazy people I do like Twi'leks. in the cantina. Uh, yeah, Twi'leks are awesome. Obviously, Bib is, Bib is quality. Um, and I Near do, numb. Uh, yeah, I do like the um, the little kind of like werewolfy dude in the cantina. Yeah, I think they might have got rid of him in special edition. Really? Audience. Yeah, they went a bit weird. Right, and I do like the death, didn't they? The Ithorians, the like the hammerhead dude. Oh yes, very good look. Yes, massive fan. Yeah. Oh man, oh, God, now I just want to watch Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Seriously, Jabba's palace is fascinating. There's all sorts of people in there. Dengar's there. Is he? Yeah, Dengar's... Oh, Chief, you didn't know Dengar was in Jabba's palace? When? I don't, no, I didn't. Dude, he's peering over the uh, the Rancor pit. Okay. Where did you think the figure came from? Uh, is he not in Empire? Oh, yeah, of course oh, he is. <laughs> on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I would love a um, kind of live-action bounty hunter. Wait a minute. Is, isn't Wars. there some sort of live-action Star Wars TV show coming up? Yeah, man. That's IG IG eighty eight has been photographed. He's in it. Hasn't there been? So that's form. been in production for a while, is it? Or I think they've wrapped. It's done. I think. And that is what a who's who's screening that? Who owns that? Like what what Dis- TV show Disney, is it on the Disney? It's John Favreau is the showrunner. So it's going to be um, screened on the Disney streaming service. Yeah, which hasn't been released yet. Yeah, so, Disney Plus. Okay, Disney Plus. So John Favreau is it's his baby. Ten episodes, all with different. Uh, directors right guest directors okay. um, oh big big fun. actually news that I forgot to put in at the beginning of the show What's you that? will not believe this oh, uh, so I started rewatching Game of Thrones no yeah. dude you're never going to make it oh, I'm not bothered about that I'll continue okay. I'll either, so, either I probably won't bother starting season 8 till I catch up oh okay yeah so where are you or I'll watch season 8 but still continue watching wherever I am up to in the rewatch. Okay, okay. Uh, so I'm five episodes in. Wow. I, I didn't think you enjoyed it enough to ever watch it again. Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, but I'm finding that this initial season is actually miles better than the later stuff. Uh, I Season one is really good. It's really, really slow. Um, and not so much is happening at the moment. Again, it's back to it's, it's way more linear, it's less less. Sort yeah. Of although, deviating. although one question I've got for you, I'll probably come up with it. each week. I'll probably have a not chief ask Ben a question question, uh, but a, a beginning of the episode question. I'll probably have a Game of Thrones question for you, just, to, okay. just for me to clear stuff clear stuff up. Um, not yeah. I'm confused about because um, it's fresh in your mind as well at the moment. But one question I've got for you related to this is: Danny going to hook up with Jon Snow because she's his auntie? No. Oh, are you not up to date? Did you not watch, like, season seven? Uh, I quit halfway through. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to spoil... I mean, <laughs> it's difficult, isn't it? I don't want to spoil it right. for you or for anyone. Because... But, um, yes, they are... Technically, you are right with the auntie because thing. Because it but, yeah, isn't... Game isn't, of Thrones. Isn't, isn't, incest, isn't incest his dad Rhaegar? Is that right? Yeah. Which is her brother? You're, you're absolutely right. Okay. Technically, she is... Well, not technically. His, factually. Or has it not been, well, it's not been no, actually proven on the show yet? No, because it's not It's not 100%. Okay. It's not 100% It's not 100% proven, reveal. But, it's just a, a strong rumour. Yeah. Okay. But, but they are going to hook yeah. up, are they? Well, they... Yeah. It's, I don't want to spoil it for okay, anyone, but right. you know, they, they have. Okay, all right. 
But there's a lot. There's a lot of incest. They have. It's, it's a show that's big on incest. Obviously, you got those. Oh, they love Obviously, it. got those two Lannister clowns. Jesus, oh, uh, so gross. Uh, Daenerys and her brother. They come from a lineage of brothers and sisters. Yes, very, the Targaryens. They, they yes. marry brothers and sisters. Uh, yeah, they're well into it. And uh, yeah, now possibly Snowy and his aunt. Yeah, but it's a sick, sick show, man. Yeah. Yeah, season one is also looking back way more kind of graphic, yeah. and uh, they definitely tone it all down. Yeah, as the seasons go. Yeah, on. because so at the moment they're... I'm season end of season three. I am at. Okay, we just had a joust, and the mountain has just chopped the oh, head off his horse. Love a joust, and uh, God, that some is dudes, a savage scene. Some dudes there. just take, and when he fought the other dude, is it uh, Sir Hugh of the Vale? And yes. he ended up getting some splintered joust in his neck. He's dead. Um, it's all. It feels a lot more grounded. Season one, right? Which I it it, can, it does go a bit loopy. Yeah. Um, season one is really really good. It, it's a it's a way smaller budget, which is sort of noticeable right. in terms of the scenes and where they go. But yeah. there's something about it that I really really like. I, but I have no idea what what are deemed to be good and bad seasons. I I heard a rumor that five seems to be. Lots of people's worst. Okay. I don't know what happens in five. And just to check, but, you're um, still on schedule. I am ahead You've of schedule. have got a couple in the bag just in case. Yeah, I'm doing really, really well. I'm hoping that if I carry on like this, I should be done a week before um, season eight okay. airs, which will be good. Because sometimes I'm, I'm dropping three. Right. Um, what, in one day? So, uh, in one night, yeah. Right. To watch three, what are they, 50? About 55 to 57, I'm finding. Yeah, skip the intro, that's two minutes saved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those minutes add up. Yeah. I think I just saw a FedEx truck just drive past. Is that good? And he's, he's for me. Really? FedEx, what joke. It's meant to be like so convenient. It's not convenient. I can't be in all day. I've missed this guy. Do they not give you a I've time slot? I've missed this chump. No, they give me nothing. Uh, because I've missed him I love it. so many times. I love it when I get DPD deliveries because they text you and say, here's your one-hour time slot. Uh, if you want to switch this to another t- hour time slot during the day, just text us back. Yeah, that's great. DPD's great. But I don't like this. Be in between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Yeah, that's no good to me. Yeah. It's a hell of a window. It's a hell of a window. I bet we're going to wrap this up because you got, it sounds like you're going to open the door and run down the road after this FedEx truck. I am, um, I am. Wrap it up. Uh, be with us next week. We will be covering uh, issues 54, 55, 56 and yearbook number three. Whoa, that yearbook. Is, that is a continuation of the story from issue 56. So that's 54, Ooh, nice. 55, 56 and yearbook three. Find us in the usual places, talkingjoecomics at gmail.com, talkingjoecomics on Instagram, talking underscore joe on Twitter and Talking Joe, G.I. Joe podcast on the Facebook. And that is us. Awesome. I've got to go and run after this FedEx truck. Okay, everyone out there, have a good week. We will see you down the road. <laughs>